Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cake and Kombucha, Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo podcast, the reboot. I'm super excited. I have a lovely guest with me this evening. Her name is Kat. I was like thinking about Wolcott and I got scared. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I am so nervous about names, so I totally understand this. We've only met once. I know, we met once. Caitlin Wolcott. That's her name. Hi. Yes. She's lovely. Um, We did meet once. She's a friend of a friend. We had a great dinner together um, with her sister. And she has a podcast that is After My Own Millennial Heart. So she's going to tell us about it. And she's an, an improv actress. And I, I on first impression was she's awesome. But oh. there you go. Well, that's a nice intro. Thank you. <laughs> yes, my name is Caitlin Wolcott. Um, I have a podcast called Give Me That D, a Disney Channel <laughs> original movie breakdown podcast. So Work. pretty highbrow, you know. Work. Like you're kind Work. of in the gutter with Bravo, you know what I mean? Yes. But I'm like pretty elevated with um, these 90s, 2000s Disney Channel original movies. You know what I mean? No, your, your coverage is Your coverage is um, PG. PG. What is it? What's it called on the TV? What was the TV rating? G, PG. G, yeah. Oh, and my, or mine, whatever. TV, yeah, what, whatever. what was the, yeah, the TV one was different. I don't even remember anymore. Um, I don't know either. I forget. It's been so long. Everything's streaming. I know. It's crazy. Well, that's why we ended up doing the podcast because we wanted to do Disney. My co-host Jake Farrington and I, we came up through Second City and stuff together in Chicago. So we were like, we got to do a podcast together. We got to do something fun. And we both love Disney. But it wasn't until Disney Plus came out and then we were like, oh, hold on. We have access to like all the old movies and all the old TV shows like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. We're like, we got to do something with that. You know, have you listened to the podcast, the actress from even Stevens? What's her name? Uh, Christy Carlson Romano. Yes. Mm -hmm. She comes up on my TikTok quite a bit. I, I liked listening to her story. It was actually so interesting um sad just like all other I mean not like all others she didn't you know end up with a lot of problems other child stars have but in terms of the intense focus on oneself the extreme rejection and just just all kinds of things I don't think acting just being competitive in that way I don't I don't know I don't think it's for kids I really don't I know it's brutal it's brutal. I know she has quite a wild story, and it seems like she's come out the other side. But even now with um, Jeanette, what's her name? Who is the Nickelodeon Oh, my gosh. Star? Oh, my God. Her story is crazy. They're all messed up from it because they're just – there's no, like, real care taken, you know? Yeah, I think it's two things. I think either you could come from a slightly normal family, whatever normal means, and you're the driven one. You know, because some kids have that spark. I mean, I'm sure like we probably did. I didn't, you know, I was in Buffalo. We were not making it to any castings. (laughs) But, you know, I feel like some of those kids, they get their parents to do it because the parents see they are talented. And then they're in this industry that is brutal. And then some people, Jeanette, um, Jeanette McCurdy. That's her name. Some people like Jeanette, um, they have people that push them into it. Yeah. She has she been like acting damn near the entire her entire life. Oh. It was really shock. I read that book in like one evening. I was like, I can't even put this down. 
Um, no. She's an incredible writer too. I was like, she yeah. Is. yeah, she, I think she has a podcast now as well. I think I did hear that she does. And I'm not sure if it's the kind of thing I'll listen to all the time because <laughs> I don't want to cry, sure. but, <laughs> but I do want to support her in some way. I mean, I bought the book. Um, it's yeah, awesome. I think it's a very similar story to like a Drew Barrymore. Some of these kids, like you said, they come from these homes that are really messed up already. And then mm-hmm. they're getting into this world where then they're kind of put on this pedestal, but they're children, mm-hmm. they're being sexualized, they're being like bosses. You're also at the whim of whatever the studio wants to do. Like, I think Christy is a good example of like, she really built her life around Disney and then Disney mm-hmm. stopped calling. And it was like, so what you've made me, I couldn't, I can't do anything else. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? You're not taking, going to take care of me at all. Oh, it was brutal. And the thing I thought was interesting about Christy was she couldn't get sexualized. She like wanted to, <laughs> right. she, was like, she was like, well, please, I need to be in Maxim now. And Maxim would not call her back. <laughs> and I have to say, Christy does give like intense. She doesn't give like, oh, you know, like Britney Spears in a schoolgirl's outfit or like, you know how we have these, these tropes of, you know, sexy librarian. No, Christy gives you like, she's running this study group. And <laughs> oh, that <I> is... <laughs> Yes, she is the president of the Glee Club, a hundred percent. Like she's she's Such making sure that the recycling and the trash are separated at school. Okay, she's gonna mm-hmm. be the teacher's aid. She has her ducks in a row. <laughs> Don't yeah. mess her up. Such that even I was a little bit triggered by her. Like I was like, oh, you're Belle now. Hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course, because Belle likes to read. Mm, okay, <laughs> okay, nerd. I was jealous. Yeah, of course. I was jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Christy. <laughs> Christy is like competing with actual people who are in the industry because she, she, you know, she'll talk about the people that she, you know, it was either her, 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 you know, final callbacks mm-hmm. with like a bunch of people that are famous now. Meanwhile, yeah. there's legions of girls in our, who are in our living rooms <laughs> being like, jealous. who actually, yeah, we're actually like, oh, that's my competition and I can do that better than her. Is, I mean, it's truly so embarrassing <laughs> how much I thought. One time I – there was like this – when Disney Channel had a little website for the first time, that, and you could go in and you could, quote, chat with Lizzie McGuire. And I – and it was just a robot. You know, it was just like AI-generated answers. And I asked her, like, how do I get into acting? Oh. I was like, I need to be – on Disney Channel. Oh, no. Uh, a couple now things. I'm like, thank God. A couple things just happened. A, I was genuinely excited. Like, when you said you could chat with Lisa McGuire, I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I missed this. That wasn't fake. That wasn't fake. That was real excitement. And then, and then asking her how to be an actor is so precious. That is just, like, the sweetest thing. And they shouldn't have had an AI... I feel like this whole thing is, it sounds unethical. Yeah, it's not right. Because no matter what you'd asked her, you know, she just came back with the same answer. It was so disappointing. It was like getting your heart she, broken by Lizzie McGuire. She came back with her dance break. Speaking of parasocial relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to get onto one of my favorite women in the, some of my favorite women in the franchise. Um, 
Why don't you tell us about your like relationship to the Housewives and what your favorite franchise is? Okay, I'm a huge Housewives fan. I think I watch everything. It took me a bit to get into Miami. I didn't watch when it first came out, but now I'm all all hands on deck, very into Miami, loving it. Last mm-hmm. season was one of the best seasons of television mm-hmm. I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my foyer into Real Housewives was a million years ago, and I think I watched like the first or second episode of OC. So like, really, you were like mm-hmm. a child. I was young. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, some could say addicted to TV. You know, whatever. <laughs> Okay. But I remember watching and specifically thinking like, this is what is going on with the pauses. I was like, who wrote this? You know, because it felt so off of scripted television. It was mm-hmm. like, it, it was obvious that something was different than I, and then I was hooked and I've been obsessed with these women ever since. And so I think, um, one of my favorites was Beverly Hills, um, younger, Mm-hmm. And then golden that's age. taken the golden age of Beverly Hills was like iconic, of course, New York. <laughs> but then I started loving Atlanta and then Potomac. What mm-hmm. a little sleeper, you know, and that became one of the best, I think, of the franchises. And I still mm-hmm. enjoy them. I really enjoy these women. I do. I love them. Wait, do you watch Salt Lake City? Oh, and I watch Salt Lake City, of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned every franchise that I love. Um, I'm assuming you probably watch Jersey too, oh, but yeah. yeah, but same for me, they don't really pop up as like, I wouldn't tell someone to go watch that for an example of why the housewives are good. Um, obviously back in the day, again, iconic, you know, table flip, christening, oh. <laughs> <Fashion> shows, oh. <laughs> Daniel Staub. <laughs> she literally like legit scares me. Like I sometimes I'm like, if you call her name three times, she's going to show up. She's going to show up and start some mess. Um, But yeah, I I think I agree with all your choices. Yeah. Miami, one of the best on television right now. And also the way it's shot is so different than the other ones. And so gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. Well, I have a question for you really quick, not to flip into a host mode or whatever, but no, no, no. You you ask all the questions you want. Okay, great. What did you think about the new New York? Because I'm, I have a couple of thoughts about it. Great question. And as soon as you said, as soon as you brought up New York, I realized that my heart was like, oh yeah, that was a thing that used to like be my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I think the first episode I was remember being super excited because I felt that in one, you know, in tw- 10 minutes, we'd seen more of New York City then yes. we did the entire um, old Roni. And did you remind me? I know you went to Chicago, right? Correct. For, I moved from Colorado went, to Chicago and then to LA. Okay. So my Chicago was New York. So I was there for um, 10 years about. And yeah, New York, the, the shots of New York were, I was like, this is the city of New York. You know, it's diverse. There's all ethnicities. There's these cute, trendy pockets of neighborhoods next to like rats having like a street festival. It's <laughs> it's absolutely, you know, so they were sitting in, I think, what was the first shot? They were in West, in the West Village. Um, and then they went down to Brooklyn and saw size uh, Brownstone. And if you remember in Roni, 
they would lose their shit when they had to go down to like Chelsea. I know. Um, and for listeners who are not in New York, <laughs> the women lived, so it's a number grid in Manhattan. So the women lived in the 60s and they would complain when they had to go 40 blocks down <laughs> to the 20s. Yeah. Do you remember when, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, new, the new one in the old Roni, the blonde who came in, who's younger. Kristen. No. Um, in With the, the name? In the last, in the last couple oh, of seasons. Oh, Leah. 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 When Leah took them to Brooklyn for that one like warehouse party, <laughs> they were acting ridiculous. Like, what are you guys doing in New York? You just, well, and that's why everyone's fucked that one guy, you know? That's what I was about to say. Um, and what is his name? Tom? Yeah, Tom's gotten around. When Sonia said, you're getting married to my lover, it's just. <laughs> Sonia is one of the greatest housewives ever. Of all time. Ever. She's one of my of favorite people to watch. An icon and a understand. People do not understand who really don't get housewives. I'm like, show me a character on television that's written and show me someone as complex and ridiculous and perfect as Sonia Morgan. I beg of you. I think that's what they don't. I don't think people understand. And if you're an actor like we are, or if you're just someone who likes care, you know, maybe if you're a psychiatrist like you, which right. is fine. This is really interesting. Same thing. The characters are amazing. And Sonia is one of the best. Um, but to bring it back to this, I mean, that kind of answers a question that I just immediately started speaking about old Roni and we stayed there. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I didn't feel like the new one had, it was not cohesive for me. The fights were not, they weren't really grounded and it just was kind of boring. Yeah, I felt like they were just way too, uh, like, wanting to be different and being Mm -hmm. very aware of being on reality TV, Mm -hmm. which was troubling, you know, Mm because you want them to be delusional and forget that there's cameras. And these women are smart. Like, they're really savvy and very savvy with social media and all of that stuff. So I just felt like they didn't let us see their mess. And that's kind of the reason for the season, you know? But I did enjoy it. Like, I loved watching them. Like, I, like, aesthetically, like you said, loved seeing New York, loved seeing the fashion, loved seeing them out and about. But yeah, it was, it was lacking, like, something to hold on to. Yeah. And then you think about, like, first season Salt Lake City. Oh, my God. Oh, what? immediately yeah so aesthetically it was beautiful I would say it was that upgrade the way that Miami is it's beautiful to look at locations are fire the clothes are great um I don't I don't know what kind of lens of camera they're using is probably different it's just pretty also when you said everyone was smart my first thought was Erin yeah Um, (laughs) remember when she asked uh she asked Jessel if Jessel was serious about making Tribeca happen. <laughs> no, serious. No. Jessel. 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 Oh, that's good. 
You're so good at impressions. I'm so jealous. I was listening to you. Who were you doing on your one of the episodes that I was listening to of of the of your pod? And I was like, oh my god, she's nailing this. Oh, Oh it was. I know who it was. It was Sutton. Your Sutton is perfect. (laughs) I was screaming, name them. Thank you. Oh my God. That means so much. Um, so a good. totally useless skill that I love that I enjoy doing. Um, I feel like I cracked Sutton this year because I realize it's the cadence of how she speaks. Like it's the rhythm. It's not just the accent. She stops before the end of her words. Yeah, she does. She goes like this and then she'll keep saying something else and you don't know where it's going. So but that's in her confessionals. That's and it. <laughs> that's it. That is it. And with her, whatever's going on, and I know we're here to talk about Potomac, well, but what's going Love on it. in um, Beverly Hills with her, the way she's speaking, I'm like, my friend, what are we, are we drinking too much? What's happening right now? We're probably drinking too much, yes, but I am a huge fan of anyone that bullies Kyle, so (laughs) yeah, get her, get her, get her. Ask her the same question back. Do it, do it. Okay, so we're going to talk about ROP finally, but not really finally because I totally enjoyed our conversation about the other franchises. I keep doing this with all my guests. It's kind of like, just kind of like being with family, you know, like uh, we're speaking the same (laughs) language. So when you're here, your family. When you're at Buca de Pepo, your family. Ah. <laughs> exactly. So you were you have thoughts about the child storyline um with Mecca. Mecca. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's giving me, it's vibing me a little bit, Kenya's storyline. And I'm getting that sense that there's a desperation a little bit to have a kid quickly. And maybe, you know could have been the reason why she got married to this man who I don't trust. Already? I don't know. There's something about him. Like he, when they were on the FaceTime, maybe I'm just triggered. And I felt like he was interrupting her at every turn and then laughed at her when she said, what, what were they talking about? She was talking about the conflict that they had had at the table. Oh, and I don't know. Like, I don't trust him either, girl. I'm just asking for you. But oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why are you like you're dismissing her? I didn't like it. Well, and also at the doctor's office. That was so oh. weird. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That I was like, do you guys want to go get a beer and talk about how you both need to fuck your wives more or something? Like, can we <laughs> actually make this doctor's appointment about NECA? Is that possible? <laughs> I was so annoyed. But I will say this. Um, I did not realize they've they've only been married for a year and a half. That is very early to just be like, shut up to your partner. Well, she's, okay. she's not playing. I thought they've been together like 20 years. And, you know, he was annoying when they met. They met in college before he knew how to shower or something. And right. she's just, but I was like, a year and a half? Oh, Okay, so here's T, which um, you may not know this. So if they seem like they don't know each other, they might not. Because um, what happens with Nigerian families, um, a lot of people who are more traditional will send their kid abroad to, like, to get married. 
And so you'll just know people. Now, quite as it's kept, I wouldn't mind if someone did this for me because it's like they're doing, I've never, I've never had an issue with non-forced arranged marriages. Like, are you telling me you're going to do all the research and make sure someone comes from a good background, their family is cool and they're handsome. And then you're going to present them to me. OMG, that sounds so terrible. Let me just get on Tinder instead. <laughs> that sounds bad. No, of course. Oh, no, the patriarchy, the patriarchy. More patriarchy, please. <laughs> she says so quietly. More patriarchy. But so I think, honestly, what happened is they might have kind of just been introduced to each other because mm. he was like, I'm doing my successful career woman thing and now my family's badgering me about having a baby. And so they just pushed this guy on her because now I don't know how well they know each other, especially if he's doing this travel medicine thing. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're not even living together full time. So they Mm-mm. really might not know each other that well. They seem, disconnected. they seem disconnected. I think it's more about status for both of them. They're very much like, I'm this, I'm fancy. I'm a doctor. I, um, I looked up his, uh, Wikipedia page, which, you know, you shouldn't really have one unless you're famous. And so embarrassing. That's <laughs> it's so embarrassing, literally, right? It would be like me having a Wikipedia page. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to like belittle myself, but that would be so embarrassing of me to have. I absolutely feel like it's way, makes way more sense for you to have one than him. Like you are an entertainer. People have seen you, you're in stuff that people can then like go look up and trace you to. Sir, you're supposed to be just keeping up the Hippocratic Oath and minding your damn business. Okay? It's hush-hush over here in the exam room. <laughs> yeah, a Wikipedia page for what? Like all the surgeries you've done? <laughs> Let us let me just look at my notes. Let's see if there's anything chronological we need to get into yeah. for this episode in Austin. Oh, definitely um, the sip and see. It's falling apart. For both of them, in my opinion. I'm so, I'm not confused by the concept of what's going on with Wendy and NECA, but I'm so confused by what the fuck they're talking about. Like, (laughs) when they were going through and Ashley was like, someone got on AT&T or Verizon, I was like, oh, girl, like we have lost the plot. What you got on the it was an hour and 45 minute call, and then you got on the other line. It's like, are they making a, a landline phone call? It's a three way, like doing? in middle school. <laughs> like, so I think you said this in your episode, which I totally agreed with when you were talking about this app or that last app, but that they're both right mm-hmm. and they're both lying in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's truth yeah. to both sides. And also they're being shady, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, and now this episode is making me, it's making me think a little more that Wendy is actually hiding more than NECA is, unfortunately, because yeah. I just feel like you need to answer things in a direct fashion. And I'm not sure why she keeps doing this unless it's the editing. But if someone's like, why was she at your sip and see? Well, no. <laughs> like, no, she wasn't just a good scene. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, it was filmed when we were watching you, the film. Just say, yeah. and then say to all of them, like, I I was honoring all of you women. You know, she's my sister's friend, so I was honoring her. 
Giselle, I had you in a gay lay too, and I hate you. So that made me laugh. Um, I also thought it was funny that Ashley was like, a gay lay is very important. I'm like, girl, Ashley, who, who made you feel that way? Because I feel like someone blew up. Like, if you're asked to dress in, as the same as the family does, like in a wedding, or whatever, that's called a shebe. That is important. That means you're part of the family gathering. But just when she just said having a gay lay, I was like, I just, I feel like people are going to have all kinds of weird questions about Nigeria now, similar to, um, someone asked me based on, um, 90 day fiance, Uh-oh. they were like, do Nigerian men go down on women? And I was like, Oh, I can't. It makes me so sad because when I watch shows, I'm like, I have to check myself now because I don't really think I'm taking away like factual factual, you know, like this person represents everything. But I don't realize that people really take things that way. So I'm like, oh, no, I know. And it's a shame, too. It's I, I mean, obviously, you are steeped in the culture, the Nigerian culture. But it's I hate that it's being played out like this for them. It's like, oh, now yeah. it is gonna now it is a mess. And now people are gonna have weird questions about that. And now they are gonna feel like and I thought that was so stupid of Ashley to say, I don't know how you felt, but for her to be like, just say I want to be the only Nigerian on the show. And it's like, Ashley, just stop talking. Like it's Ashley like, doesn't Ashley, know what the hell she's talking you about. You wanna be the only forehead on the show, Ashley? <laughs> right. Ashley, you wanna be the only two boobs that we can look at on the show? <laughs> Which granted, you won that round, Ashley. Yeah. So, okay, the the sip and see. We're not going to get a resolution. Lebe was Wendy's sister's friend, and (laughs) they're not friends anymore. Now, Neca, to me, you're a fan. You're a huge fan. And the thing I think she's lying about is the timeline with like when I approached your family. Obviously, it's easier to get on the show if you know someone in the social circle and. The idea that you would get on the show and then afterwards be like, actually, my cousin, my in-law is Wendy's friend. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It, yeah, it's it's very weird. And I'm wondering, too, if they knew – I'm actually just thinking about this now. I wonder if it was around the show that her and Wendy's sister had the falling out. I wonder if she maybe asked, like, hey, do you think Wendy could put in a word for me to get on – or something of that nature. And maybe Wendy's sister was like, this is weird behavior. And without a doubt, we already have seen the text messages. um, Well, by we, I mean, people that actually like have no life like me. So (laughs) if you go on Twitter, Wendy has released text messages where Lebe is saying, Hey, my in-law is joining the show. Maybe she can meet, maybe we can all meet up for dinner. And I think that was obviously, you know, so there's that, but I'm sure before that there was other things. And then also Mm -hmm. Lebe tried to use Wendy's doctor to get a free BBL. Okay. And that she, there's text messages. She was like, Hey, can I drop your, can I drop your name to the surgeon? Oh, well, I already told him I was going to. Oh, so we had a user in our midst. Yeah. Yeah. We had a user in our midst. I didn't know about those text messages. Got it. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. Um, but there's more to say on this. I'll get to more when we get to the scene with the with the Raven when Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe makes, <laughs> makes an appearance. Um, because I really just want to say, jump to two things right now. Mia's a terrible stripper. She's never been able to dance. You must have Riz, ma'am, because I, I've never seen 
anyone build a butt and then not be able to pop in at all. Like oh. when she on the was pole. in the water, I was like, oh my God. Kind of twerking in the water. Well, I mean, not, but trying to oh, shake her butt in the water. Like, she's very stiff. The pole dancing on the, on the, um, one of the party buses. I was like, what's actually happening here? I know. I know. I, I was a little, bad. maybe, but that, but a bit, you know, perhaps she really was wearing ball gowns and serving steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gentleman's steak club. I love that you go, you, you must have Riz, because that's the only explanation. Because it, it, it is. It's like, there's something. Are you, you a chatter? You have to be good at talking. You have to know how to make people feel good. You know, she's beautiful, sure. But I'm just assuming, like, everyone's beautiful at the at the Ponderosa. Um, <laughs> okay, so Candace is so fucking hypocritical. I'm through with her this whole episode. It started with asking NECA if she's okay. What do you mean, are you Okay. Is this like some sort of Candace speak? Because Candace has tantrums when she's really like hurt um, because of her borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. thinking everything hurts her and everything's an insult to her. Like, why are you checking on her when Wendy's your friend? I was mad. That was so odd. Candace is a bit of a friend flip flopper. Right? I mean, we saw that with Robin too, obviously. Yeah. And if you make her upper, because first she's your big sister and then she's trash to you. Right. Like, what is that about? Right. Well, Candace is, she's got a mouth on her. Ooh, she can cut a bitch in five seconds. And it's like, she'll just be triggered out of nowhere. So, yeah, I, it was interesting that, was she stirring the pot? That's the like, thing. She's not part? usually a pastor. She usually is the the pot, you know, she's the pot. You rod me. (laughs) (laughs) She's usually stirred up. I don't, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. And I'm not a, like, don't talk to this person. Don't talk to this person type chick, even for these shows, but absolutely. You're not going to talk to her. Like Wendy is your friend. Yeah. So I don't know if she's so desperate. She wants to have other friends on the show because she knows she's ruined things with the green eyed bandits or. Yeah. Yeah, she's out a little bit right now. You know, Giselle's not really talking to her. Her and Robin have had a falling out. I don't know what's going on with her and the Grand Dame. Um, I think the Grand Dame is, like, tolerating her. But I don't think they're in a bad place. I don't think they've had a major fight. It wasn't – I mean, Candace has definitely said – I know she said shady things last season. You know how her confessionals are always – they'll just throw anyone under the bus. She's definitely said something about, you know, Karen having sex with – Oh, yeah in the bathroom, but nothing more than she, Oh, I think Candace checked her. I think Candace, I think Karen was like, Karen checked her rather. I think didn't Karen tell her, okay, don't say anything about, you know, I would appreciate you keeping your, my name out your mouth. And, and then mm-hmm. and Candace was like, okay. So. Yeah. So she, I, and I think she's like connecting maybe with NECA and maybe needs a, like a, you know, someone to go into war with you know yeah. she needs a soldier with her and they have totally the fertility thing happening a little bit too I, I liked when wendy went up right and said i'm gonna stop you right there mm-hmm. don't broker any uh peace treaties we don't have a relationship so why would we make up right i know it's a, this is an interesting we haven't seen really drama like this from someone coming in so fast and have this no. kind of like deep family 
connection drama. No. Yeah, it's weird. But you know what I'm going to say, and don't come for me, but I I can't help but be just absolutely entertained by Candace. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's oh. totally entertaining. She's just like... God, she makes me laugh. She's she's definitely entertaining. A hundred percent she's entertaining. She says funny things. She just... I get so turned off when she starts to take herself really seriously. And then when like wounded Candace comes out, then I don't have time. Mm. I don't have time for triangle uh, napkin Candace. Isosceles mm-hmm. napkin. <laughs> yeah. I, a point so sharp, you poke your eye out. Yeah, unreal. I But I do like when she, I just like her, you know, she's funny. Even when she told, said Robin, let's not be dense. Ro- you know Robin didn't know what the word was. For, what? Yeah, she goes, dense. <laughs> dense set the cue timer to 30 seconds <laughs> to think about it <laughs> I'm not dense today let's not be dense today okay I have a question for you yeah why is heterosexual women hating sex with men such a long lasting trope on Bravo I don't know. And why does it bond them so much? Because that was the most fun we've seen them have in years. They were footloose and fancy free at that lunch. I leave Bravo shows feeling like there's something wrong with me because I like sex with men. Am I supposed to hate it? (laughs) I thought that was like, you know, unfortunately, if you're born hetero, it's a bummer. But, you know, that's just like what it is. It's a curse. Part of that package, 100% a curse, part of that package is enjoying sex with men. It's like the only, it's the only thing, like, otherwise, what are you doing? It keeps you here. And maybe, are you, like, maybe they want social status and I'm like, you can get all that from a nice, educated lesbian. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice if if I could make it work. Um, They're all repressed. It's, there's like a weird sexual repression. Yeah, that they all brag about. School. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, but then that's like how they bond. Mm-hmm. So they have like, oh, let's shit on, you know, let's be grossed out by sex. It's very young feeling to me. It's Where's very like, oh young my God, You had sex for the first time? You're 15. It's like, oh, did you suck his dick? Oh my God. Did you, like, did he come in your mouth? You know, it's that vibe, but they're 45. You're 45. 45 at this point is like very low. Like, actually, that's on the younger end. I mean. That's true. The, the main person on this cast is the triple 20. Yeah, triple 20. And then Giselle is what, like mid, approaching mid 50, eh, like 53. You're right. You're right. I'm just confused. You go through like long, years long marriages with with like making a big deal about okay i don't know how much semen talk i should get into this i just sorry everyone buckle up we're getting into the semen part of the show it was a scene about whether you swallow and and i'm gonna say this the optics of robin being the only one at the table who swallows are not great if there's anyone who perhaps doesn't deserve to bring their milkshake to the yard it would be one. It would be one. Oh. And when she said she was good at it, I was like, do you mean you have like just good esophageal health? Like what? We all swallow yeah. food, so. Maybe she's, you know, 
just has no gag reflex. And so it's just a great experience from start to finish, you know, start to swallow. The question though was swallowing. So it's like, is it just like, I don't have a feeding tube, but take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like people that can open up their throat to take a shot. Yeah. That's what she does. She's like, it's nothing. It's easy. Like, okay. Um, let's see. Ashley, uh, I know Candace saying she would get peed on before she would get ejaculated on. Yeah. That is a waste was product. Wild. One of these things is a waste product. One helps bring life. <laughs> About what? That was so funny to me because being so shocked by Robin swallowing and then to turn around and say, yeah, but I get peed on. I was like, okay, that's What's so funny, different. She also put it like it was a hypothetical, but you know, it's not first. She, I would rather, oh no, no. I guess she was admitting it. Cause then she's like, no, you just get in the shower. I was like, girl, like, you just do in the shower, girl, girl. <laughs> but how fun was that scene, though? I really enjoy – this is what I love about Potomac and Atlanta. These women actually can have a lot of fun together. Yes. They can have a lot of fun They really together. make each other laugh. Well, because they're funny, you know, because the casting is good and they're good personalities. And so that's why these moments are so good. Oh, another important admission. Mia – no, I stopped on, I stopped on that when I got married. Uh-huh. So you are just out here. Okay, and I'm not shaming sex workers at all. It's just that she likes to toe the line with whether she is one. You right. are literally just admitting that sex acts with your husband were work to get him to marry you. I thought that was quite telling. That was a and big now, statement. Yes, it was. <laughs> it really was. Oh, I that's another tropey thing or thing in the patriarchy culture that we live in or the patriarchy that we live in you should want to have sex with your husband (laughs) you know like we don't need the guys aren't like they don't need to be these horn dogs who are always begging you for sex and every night you're like oh god Ugh, I have to have sex with him again. Why aren't you attracted to your husband? That's what I want to know. Because I thought you were supposed to be, like, attracted to him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not, and I know that it's not going to be all the time. And I know that people have sex less frequently when they're in long-term relationships because there's just phases of life you go through. But the whole, oh, yeah, he, oh, like Lisa um, Vanderpump's whole thing she would always do. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. For your birthday. I wouldn't have sex with Ken either, but. Right. <laughs> well, how could you? He dropped dead. <laughs> you want a murder on your hands? You'd just be like, well, I, and who knows? Like, you'd be looking for consent. You'd be like, okay, Ken, do you want to go to bed? He'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no. And you're like, sorry, I'm gonna have to get a clear yes. I need a clear I yes. I don't feel good about. No, it. I can't. Okay, well, I don't. We don't speak the same language, so I, I just don't want to. Um... I'm just not totally sure if that's a yes or no. Is it a remake, Persian rice? Yep, yep. We're gonna have to skip it tonight. <laughs> okay, we'll have to skip tonight. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, at least Lisa's was like said with like a twinkle in her eye, and I like this is meant to be absurd a little bit. But the premise right. is like still, she's joking. Yeah, but the premise is still. how 
Ashley saying, hold it, wait till they fall asleep and hold it in your mouth. I don't even know. My brain shut off. I was like, have you ever sucked a penis? And then, then Karen says, no, that's just imprisonment for your mouth. <laughs> And who, I can't remember who said it, but it was like, uh, men don't drink water. Like, what can it taste like? Or something like that. Oh, yeah, but no, that was in response to some, oh, not. Oh, it was the pee. The pee. It was about the pee. Which is funny, again, because, yeah, I thought that that comment would also go toward uh, the semen, too. But I just think it's odd. You're married. And, you know, when Robin said it's a part of intimacy, it's a part of intimacy to act like someone's biological fluid isn't gross. I agree with her. And I just thought you married someone whose pH balance you like. That's what I thought, but I'm single. I don't know. No, you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think you're living in the world we all should be living in. <laughs> that we should maybe not get married until we're, you know, attracted to our partners potentially. <laughs> maybe do it for the right reasons. I can't Juan, you're so right is the person on this planet that least deserves anyone's good mouth anyone doesn't deserve a breadcrumb from the table of joy okay he deserves nothing nothing he it's really upsetting me because it's hard to even feel for me even hard to feel bad for robin because she's looking like the biggest fool on planet earth the thing she's saying i'm like robin it's listen to yourself it's hard because you get embarrassed like you get that not schadenfreude i don't know what is the word for when you just get secondhand embarrassment from something is there a word for that i don't know i I just just say uncomfortable i'm just like i Mm -hmm. you're making me mad now because the idea that i could ever like knowing that you as a human being on the television could act this stupid, it makes me nervous that maybe one day I could act this stupid and I just don't want to have anything to do with it. Like I, I want you to stand down because you're making me uncomfortable as a woman, as a human. Yes. Yes. And I get why people are irritated. I think Robin's annoying. I don't like her that the tells that she has and how, you know, lying badly to my face yeah. is annoying. Yeah. However, oh, yeah. However, I don't know how we got here to she ruined Candace's life. Okay. That was very weird. Why is Candace so mad at her? Candace often does this. You know, she feels aggrieved by something and then it just grows. And then she goes, actually, I had another question for you that I wrote down. Let's see. Oh, great. Is Candace insane or does she get dopamine hits from Twitter fights? Or is it the same thing? Mm. (laughs) Well, at first I was going to say, oh, dopamine hits for sure, but might be the same thing. My my question there, the larger question is, why would you, why do you go online and say things like this? What's wrong with you? And she knows it's going to start a shit show also. I mean, she's really not dumb. And I think she does. She's like a little agent of chaos. I think she feels really comfortable in the chaos that it brings. You know what? I'm laughing because now I realize she actually comments on stuff that's like not hers either. Like you will just find her in the comments of something. 
Like there's this video of this girl like getting doing get ready with me and then she does her hair and it's so bad and you just don't know if she's serious. And Candace is there with all of us like, oh my gosh, I'm in such suspense or just snarky, funny stuff. But the things that she says about her coworkers are not okay. And she's a, it's a little bully. Yeah. But but if you, oh my God, if you called her a bully, I've been, you know what I've been through because my husband works at the W. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and she'd be like, oh, oh, like the Monique thing was. Oh God. Wild. So I know she feels victimized from that, which, you know, she should feel that way but i think that's carried on too where she's like i've been a victim yeah because you have a big mouth that's why because of your big mouth i'm sorry we all know like the law okay we know there's laws right but that doesn't mean that people don't break the law sometimes so while it is assault to slap someone i know you didn't get raised to think I know your mom didn't raise you to say say anything to anyone and they'll never smack you your own mom has smacked you with a purse oh yeah well, and I think therein lies the root of the of all of that we're talking about with Candace. It comes straight from the mother. Oh yeah, she's crazy. Oh, her um, mom is horrible. A nutcase sociopath. But Candace, 100%. still, I'm just like, girl, you're gonna get popped. At, like, you can't go up to people and be like, drag me, drag me, and then you get popped, and then you're like, oh my god, she like, dragged me. <laughs> I know, I know. How about? Sorry, I was just looking at my notes really quick. No, please. This is a little bit off topic of that. But was it so out of the blue for Wendy to say that Neko was a crackhead? Yes. And I, I looked at my notes and then I was like, I'm not even. I'm going to go there. Because, <laughs> when, again, Wendy's not good at reading people. And she. And no, it's really bad. Always so bad. And it looks like it would be good because she does have the largest vocabulary at the table, probably. But. Yeah. It's not good. And I just literally was like, maybe NECA isn't for a second. I was like, maybe she means uh, uppers. Like maybe it's Adderall. And maybe like I was trying to make, I was looking at NECA. I was like, well, her speech is a little pressurized. And she's like, well, tell him about your mother. My mother. I'm like, well, maybe she is on crack. Because why else would you say something like that? <laughs> no. And, and then it was really, the women were making me laugh. So being like, does, does anyone even do crack anymore? Like I don't even think it's easy to get. Yeah, like who does crack? Like, I that's think that's really... very vintage. It's so funny. Oh my god! But, and then, like in her confessional, where did you hear? Do you have the receipts on crack? Do you have the crack receipts? If it walks like a duck and it quacks, okay. Wait. I was, I was so I was like Wendy. The way she delivers lines that she's written for herself sometimes. I think she thought that was funny. Because they're not good. Yeah. I was was wondering if you think she wrote them or has a writer. Oh, I'm sure she has a writer who's trying to help. But she's like, I actually think this is pretty good. (laughs) Cracks like a duck. I think I'm going to use it. And the writer's like, okay. Do you you listen to uh, Watch Watch What Crappens podcast? No. So they're at, they're well comedy writers, but they do full on like voices of all the every single person, and they just do the whole episode. And Stop. they are the only people that I feel like 
Wendy has a speech impediment and I don't think anyone addresses it, but they do. Their impersonation of her is like, well, you want to say that about Eddie, then whatever. I'm going to just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy doesn't say R and I have noticed that from day one. And I have just been that so is interested. True. She has a very interesting, when you start to break down her speech pattern, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It's not what you think. No. So when she said the quack, I didn't know if she was saying crack about the duck. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, if it talks like a duck, it's quack. And I was like, huh? Like quackle quack. <laughs> quackle quack. Quackle quack. Wendy, do better, but your makeup looks great. Better. Um, okay, so let's see. Now we're gonna do this whole Robin breakdown. We're we're here. Um we have Candace again saying she genuinely doesn't know what she did to Robin and she doesn't know why she's acting this way. And the editors helpfully put up a two weeks ago uh title card in the lower third and they show you know candace's tweets and all that and so then robin starts to be i think she's starting to be vulnerable here and saying um you know how could i can't even believe that you could say that after what you did to me and she starts crying and saying that she's been put through hell and then candace says me too and robin's like but not from me which is so needed because I honestly think Candace gets so into her own self-righteousness and rage that she convinces herself of those connections really strongly. They're not here. Like it really, an outsider needs to be like, no, 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 something bad did happen to you. And it wasn't because of Robin because she's not the one that accused your husband of anything. It was, it was Ashley. It was Ashley's friend, the Sesame street character and, mm-hmm. and it was Giselle. Giselle and Robin was actually yeah. in your corner and trying to be like, I don't think we should say that about. And now they're like, the reason you didn't want us to say this is this is because you know, like, okay, what? I know. I know that was needed. I'm so glad that Robin said that. I'm also glad that we're, we finally addressed the podcast. Yes. That Robin and Giselle did yeah. behind the paywall of all yes. the things that happened with Juan. It was like, yeah, this has been the elephant in the room. Yes. But I was happy to just put it on the table. Like, yeah. And and when she said, well, it didn't have anything to do with you guys. I was like, Robin, of course, if you're talking about something that we didn't see on the show, that's around the characters that we know on the show, of course, your castmates are going to be involved in it. And you're putting it out. So you're not keeping it private. So you can't have it both ways. You are talking about it, but you're not going to talk about it on the show where you're supposed to talk about your life. Did you hear Mia say, pay pay her, buy it. I did. (laughs) And then Giselle goes, it's only $5. (laughs) Actually, it's $5.99, Giselle. Okay. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, But... <clears throat> this may be strange, but this is an area where I do kind of want to side with Robin. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your face okay, said, we can be different. They said you'd better back it up. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think it is weird to do the paywall thing. It's a weird choice, and it would obviously raise the ire of other people you work with that feel like, well, I put all my business out there. But here's the thing. I don't feel like they put all their business out there. I think anyone who's self-protecting, 
hides and massages what they can. And I think all of them do and would. And I think that she's not, there's no contractual obligation, nor would it be enforceable to say everything about you. Now you, she could own like, I'm boring. And like, you want to fire me because I just (laughs) won't create enough of a storyline. And then you hear about that. There's other stuff going on. I don't want to talk about it. That's kind of annoying. I'm going to fire you. That's one thing. But I think she probably is just doesn't feel like everything that happens with her and Juan is hers to tell on the show. And I think that what I'm just basically saying is, of course, people want to make themselves look good. And also she is such a fucked up financial situation perpetually that if you want to sell your mess to make more money, and if you want to build this little podcast empire so that when Andy Cohen is done with you, because it doesn't matter how OG or how famous you are. If it, if it, the casting needs are for you to go, you're going to be gone. doesn't matter how much so you like you. So like, I kind of just so don't like the loyalty thing to the show. The show is a show that she doesn't own, but she owns her podcast. And if she wants to monetize her pain, she should be the one making like direct more money from it. That's how I look at it. I just think, it's not an obligation in the way that everyone wants to present it because uh-huh. I think they all try to hide their own stuff when they can. And yeah. I don't know. Well, hell I'm in, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also understand like, it's super embarrassing. It's not like she's hiding that one had one weird thing happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so, and we've seen it now for seasons mm-hmm. and that she got back together with this man and married this man again and has the financial situation that they have. And then this happens again. Mm-hmm. I think she's like, I cannot go through the scrutiny, but unfortunately she's made it worse she has made it worse now that's, now that's all we're talking about a hundred percent she's made it worse if she was open about it on this show the ladies wouldn't have ammunition to come and be like well you don't when when karen said i feel like you tell one thing to some of the members of the group and what did robin say it was like a one-word answer that i live for she was like yeah well she ended up i can't remember what how she responded immediately but she ended up saying like well i like them you know like i i talk to the ones that reach out yeah but can't the answer was something like yep so it was something like that it was like (laughs) it was like like, yep or did (laughs) something (laughs) yeah but also yeah why would you but when you say but that's what i'm talking about sometimes i'm like when you hear the thing out loud it's a ridiculous statement right like i feel like you only tell your darkest secrets to the people you actually trust yeah. Uh-huh. And yes, correct. Next question. Thank um, you. I just felt sad when I don't like the accountable. Accountable is the word. This is the, the worst word of 2023. Misused yep. in every instance and misused here at well. Accountable for what? Like you don't, you're not her boss. Right. If you want to straight up say like, it's annoys me that you did that. And then Robin can be like, I'm, I own that. Oops, I beat up my water bottle. If Robin can just say, like, I own that you're annoyed. Okay, I, but, like, I'm just not sure what it, what she'd be taking accountability for. I completely agree because you 
there isn't any accountability to have she you she didn't wrong you mm -hmm. she didn't take money away from you she didn't harm your family she didn't say anything that was about you guys this is all about her life so she doesn't have to be accountable for anything and like you said if karen had told her this is so annoying to me because i feel like i put my stuff out there which she doesn't, she doesn't so she can't even say that she doesn't because what happened with her boyfriend we have no idea what her actual marriage with the black bill gates no is really about we don't know we sure don't we sure don't we hope that they make it to the end but who knows but she could say i feel like i put it out there i feel like we all come to do this show together and we are real and that you didn't bring that to us and that and now it this storyline this whole season is gonna be around you lying that sucks for all of us you can say that yeah yeah you know? uh yeah and and last week oh yeah last week NECA said the words of the show she said I know yeah she said you were upset about me coming on the show it's like oh. you that's how would she get upset though if, unless you like kind of were involved in her if she doesn't know you why would she be like front row to this whole casting onboarding right uh, so right. anyway well, yeah uh what's her name uh karen could say something like that and i think that would i just don't i get i get a little bit uncomfortable when we start talking about accountable for her husband's cheating and stuff like it's like okay let's let's everyone calm down because really that's yeah she didn't personally like poison she didn't personally pee in your cheerios right or on you even though you might like it so and i i think the way that giselle kind of had her come over spoke her piece with the other women just to kind of say and i mean on the show so it's never mm -hmm. 100 percent healthy but in the healthiest way these women know how to say look I'm just saying, I need to say it once. Do you understand like how this looks? Do you need friends that you can talk to? And let's be real, this doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. So we're just saying that, do whatever you want to do, but mm -hmm. just know we know what's happening. And I think I thought that's the only thing you can do, you know? Yeah, that's probably going to take us to our most important next topic. I was screaming that these bitches couldn't figure out what a distillery is. I was dying and the editors are the best because they, they're they so confused that it's not beer. And he's like, no, it's a distillery. We only do whiskey. And he's like, any white wine? Like, nope, just just whiskey. And he goes, well, I'll have a beer. Is that the beer? They look at the barrel. He goes, no, that's whiskey. Are you fucking for real? Oh, my God. The patients, all of the people they ever interact with, um, lacrosse franchises, patients of Job, like, they just are so composed while these women ask them the most asinine questions. It's truly, good people. it's truly impressive. They should all get raises. Um, so at the distillery, Mia can't drink anything, which I was excited for her because I feel like this is the first time she gets to actually look as if she's abstaining from something. Um, Cause usually, you know, places have wine and not liquor, you know, you'll have, you can serve wine, but you won't have a liquor license. So I just think it's funny. She actually got to be like, Oh, I don't drink today. I, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a raven, 
<laughs> Quoth the raven nevermore. A raven was on a, a gate behind them as they're drinking their gin or whiskey. They finally figured it out. And it goes, Ca-ca-ca! and Mia goes, is that your mama? <laughs> to Wendy. <laughs> Which the comedic timing of that <sighs> was so funny. It was perfect. It was so funny. I yeah, so funny. Because Mia doesn't always like land with her timing. Um, because you know she's flighty and like up here. It's not usually like a sh- sharp delivery. It was great, no. and Wendy was not pleased. Wendy, um, Wendy was pissed, and she st- she joined the famous annals of angry crying about your mom. In fact, was she quoting Candy? It didn't sound exactly like that. Like that's my I that's my mama. It, that that's exactly what Candy she said. said. I don't play about my mama. You can we can <laughs> fight, we can get back together. I don't play about my mama like that. I think you just quoted. You're killing me. <laughs> Why is it so good? Stop. I think you just quote, but I think I think Wendy just quoted like a more famous OG um, housewife. Like I think that's what just happened. It's amazing. I mean, it's in our subconscious, so it's probably in hers too. But that's totally. very interesting. But Wendy was crying, and I don't think I've seen Wendy cry a lot. And that was very that was moving to me. I mean, she's very upset about this, and I understand why. I get it because yeah. So like, I'm half Nigerian, and I had my cousin had to come on and explain to me. Like, hey, little heathen, some people actually take this shit seriously. Because as someone who's like on the outside, but also on the inside, I feel like I can like step back sometimes and be like, well, I don't care about this much. And I'm a millennial and I'm, you know, I'm Xenon of the new millennium. It's the future for me. I don't like to, you know, I'm woke, whatever. But I do think there's just so many interesting class issues that are being brought up. So, I mean, seeing her cry, she's crying at the suggestion that her mom is not Christian. That, to me, is problematic. Um, I I thought it was really interesting when she said Catholicism has shrines. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize people didn't realize that. Um, But I was raised Catholic, so... Yeah, I know that they have shrines. However, again, Wendy is doing her whole obfuscating thing because you don't go, you're not like, oh, it's it's the feast day of St. Patrick. St. Patrick, will you bitch slap my enemy's mom in the face? <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm going to go light a candle. I'm a candle, I was about to say. Yeah. I'm going to light a candle to whoop these hoes. I'm going to light a candle to St. Whoopass. that's not a thing but i feel like she had to do all this walking back from paganism because she doesn't want you know negative stereotypes about voodoo blah 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 i was annoyed when neka said voodoo because voodoo is an actual religion um there's voodoo that's practiced in benin so in parts of west africa but also during the mid-atlantic slave trade catholicism was mixed with our like original older religion, the native religions. And because Catholicism has like saints, these saints easily became, you know, representative of this deity and this deity. So for example, the Virgin Mary came to represent Yemaya, who is one of the most popular or strongest deities in Yoruba. Goddess of the ocean, mother of all living things. 
um, an easy, you know, translation or syncretization with the Virgin Mary, who's, you know, the mother. Um, Catholicism mixed with Yoruba religion around the world is now practiced in Haiti as voodoo, in Brazil as condomble, Cuba at Santeria, um, which other ones am I forgetting? And if I walk around um, uptown in my old neighborhood in New York, you can literally go to these shops called botanicas and get your candles, which have a Virgin Mary on them. But it's not, it's not like you walk it down to church. It's not for church. These are for like shrines. So they, they all, right. there's this duality and these things are tied in together. And so yeah. I think it's very reductive. Um, but again, Wendy is an immigrant. Like she was born in Nigeria. NECA, I think might've been, I think was born here. So I might know more about the whole, like the, the combining of these things than Wendy does. You know, I'm half African-American. I grew up here. I right. was not forced to become a physician um, like many of my <laughs> Nigerian compatriots. And I was allowed to study humanities. So I have, you know, studied this in school. You know, I don't like the NECA said voodoo, but I also don't like the voodoo is a bad thing. And I don't right. like that. I mean, I don't want to spend the rest of my life, the rest of our lives as a culture, as a people, as a concept escaping, you know, m- like black and white movies from the fifties that depicted like natives. I don't like that burden. I would like to put that burden down. It makes me angry. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of annoying that to be, you know, a upper class person of high standing, you have to consistently remind people like I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm colonized. I'm way closer to this way of doing things. Because the, also the fact of the matter is many people around the world do both. They're like mixing things together. Absolutely. Oh God. Yeah, of course. Like all the the kind of mysticism that's going on right now, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of in popularity right now is taking of all kinds of different belief systems or whatever, but you're so right. And I think that's why it's a little bit uncomfortable what's happening with NECA and Wendy because it is nuanced and it is going to be, conflated and confusing and and just not done with any care and which is such a bummer because you just it's like oh let's not on bravo we're not going to handle this well no you know this isn't the place to do any sort of work like that and and it is a bummer to have to see wendy remind them like no no you know catholics have shrines so it's okay my mom's not a witch you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Catholics have shrines. My mom's not a witch. Can be a band name, please? <laughs> a t-shirt, something. A t-shirt, yeah. Title of app. Yeah, oh, and yeah, but I hear yeah. It's that's so true. My friend, a couple so episodes ago, my friend Ebony said it was a uh, not wait, not the Scarlet Letter. That's Hester friend. Oh, she said it was the Crucible. She was like, yes, yes. Do you confess? <laughs> like, it was very much yeah, like. It is. Yeah. It's like witch hunting. Yeah. And that even if it's now that we're really talking about it, it's like, oh, even if Wendy's mom, let's say she was Wiccan or something, which is another thing like no one would understand mm-hmm. in that group or mm-hmm. on these shows at all. And, and it was like, yeah. So what? It's okay to not be Christian. Right. And I feel like that's really important to say 
you know, we're having this horrible conflict right now between two of the other major religions in the world yeah. that are not Christian. Like people, people be not Christian. It's okay. It's fine. People be not people Christian. Be not, people be not Christian and it's okay. Um, it's all I right. just think it's so special yeah. to just uniformly show how much just abject like disgust you have for non-Christian things. Like it's, we get really sloppy with this in America and I don't think, I think you got to like stop because if someone came on there and said they were Jewish or Islamic or um, not Islamic, Muslim or Hindu or Jain or Buddhist, would you just be like, oh, you're meditating. Are you communing with demons? But actually some Christians do say stuff like that. So I know they do. Unfortunately, it sounds too real. It's like, oh, yeah, they probably would say that. It's actually quite real. <laughs> And it's, and I feel bad for, it's like, you don't want your mom dragged into this. No. And it was silly of her mom to get involved. Yeah. Earlier. Like, what are you doing? Don't get involved. It kind of touched me though. It did touch me that even though her mom like clearly did that shit and her mom also has bleached her skin to a completely different color and got blue contacts. Ooh, you yikes. still just have so much respect for this lady. Like I was touched by that. I was. I was like, well, she must have done something right in your childhood because you really, yeah. No, no, I was touched too. I yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things one might play at, but you don't play. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll play. We'll play about beer, whiskey, and wine, but we're not gonna play about a mama. Not gonna play about my mama. Yeah, I, I love that for for her and I hope their relationship is okay and I would like to see her mom on the show again at some point oh we need to see like what she's thinking what she's feeling about all this a mess um all right thank you so much this was such a wonderful conversation I really really enjoyed it and why don't you tell the people where they can find you okay yeah that was so fun what an absolute delight I could have talked about that for Three more hours, not kidding. Oh, yeah. Same. Like that was, that flew. That flew by. <laughs> and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N. I know everyone spells it different. Um, underscore Wolcott. You can look at how to spell that. And then you can follow me on TikTok too. I'm lightly getting into that. We're going to be starting in the new year a TikTok um, for our podcast. Give me that D. We're on all platforms. We'd love to have you come by and check us out. We have a lot of fun there talking about DCOMs. If you're into hearing about Bravo, you're going to be into hearing an hour and a half podcast about DCOMs. And yeah, you can follow our um, show too. You can follow the podcast on Instagram where we post video clips and audio clips of the pod. So we'd love to have you. And thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Yay. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again. Definitely. And we're going to have you on ours. So we'll do a little crossover. Love it. Cake and Kombucha, a Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo podcast is hosted and produced by yours truly, Kelechi Azia. Please, I want to hear all of your Bravo opinions. So if you have something you want me to cover or you just want to initiate a conversation, feel free to email me at cakeandkombucha at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at cakeandkombucha, a Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo podcast or Kelezie, K-E-L-E-Z-E.
I-E. Ta-ta for now.